Hello, hello, you beautiful, beautiful people. Welcome to this podcast. My name is Miss Chloe Liz, and I am an ambassador of God disguised as a licensed wellness coach who strives to help you incorporate a healthy, balanced lifestyle through the seven dimensions of wellness, aka family elements. To know more about the seven dimensions of wellness and how the body elements, check out bodilyelements.org. You can find out my beliefs, how it is that I came into basically talking about this balance in my mission statement. Proverbs 11 one states, a false balance is abomination to the Lord, but a just way is his delight. So the seven dimensions of wellness are basically the core areas in your life that needs to be maintained in order to produce and receive an overall balanced lifestyle. You know, it's small habits that you replace bad ones with good ones and it becomes your lifestyle. It becomes something that you really care for. It becomes something that you make part of your identity. The seven dimensions of wellness are, as I believe, should be followed and recognized in the order of spirit and God, emotions and self-care, aspects of body, surroundings, reflection, education, social aspects, and last but not least, money and finance. I believe spirit and God should be first because we do need God's Holy Spirit. We do need God's will in our lives so we could act out what it is that he even created us for. I speak of the biblical Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the God of Isaac, the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, the great I am. This is the God that I serve. And I do believe that we have to deny our flesh. We have to be made a new creature. We have to come into this lifestyle where there is a balance and that can only be made possible through the blood of Jesus Christ. So when you have spirit and God in alignment, everything else will fall into place. All the other dimensions, everything is biblical. Everything is absolutely biblical. I strive to help you lead. I strive to help you get closer to Jesus Christ, no matter where you are in your spiritual healing journey. I promote healing through a spiritual aspect, which is biblical. I speak of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit that Jesus gave up on the cross, the Comforter. And so that's exactly what it is. You know, the seven dimensions of oneness are just a balance in your life and according to Proverbs 11.1. Each week, I give a weekly message attempting to lead you closer to Jesus. I also do offer my coaching services, and I also have a course on each of the dimensions. Spirit of God is free, and you can purchase all the courses for only $100. Go to my website. All the information is there. Each course individually is $20. Spirit and God will always be free. However, every Monday I go live on Instagram, show to my Facebook page, short blogs Tuesdays, podcast Wednesdays, detail blog Thursdays, and a YouTube video every Friday. So this week's message is trust in God. Last week was on healing. This week is trust in God. Simply as that. This is a subject that is much easier said than done. I know I grew up with so many trust issues and I am now in a place where I trust God more than I trust myself. There are things he has told me to do that does not make sense to me. 
But I know that my ways are not his ways. I know that my understanding is nowhere near what God has for me. So even though God will direct me into certain things, I'm thinking something totally different than what he really has for me. So I've learned, I've always been that type of person to just go with the flow. So I don't get too caught up in the things that I want, but I know that faith without work is dead. I do do the work, even though it doesn't necessarily seem to make sense to me at first. As I continue to do the work, I see it falling into place. I see how when I finish one project, it gives me another to keep my mind occupied on something else. I see that when I'm not getting the results as quickly as I would like to or as quickly as I would expect them to, he has me doing something totally different that would just tie into the first thing that he had me doing in the first place. He has me seeing numbers and hearing confirmations and listening and growing spiritually. And yet, there are times when I don't read scripture. There are times when I don't pray to him. There are times when I may not even thank him for the things he's given or done to me in that moment. Yes, I am human. Yes, I do fall short of his glory. Yes, my righteousness is but a dirty rag. But I know that even through the thick and thin, God has showed me enough that all my trust is in him. My trust is more in him than in me. I know that he's using me in what way? I don't really know. I really do not know. But I know that he's placed talents inside of me. I know that the more I grow in him, he unlocks gifts. I know that the more I grow in him, the more I can use my talents for his glory. The things that I seem to put off for years, I have now picked up again and started using them for his glory, started using them to attract souls to him. My main objective in life is to please God. I've never really been a person to please man. I've never been a people pleaser. I've never been any of that. I've had people talk bad about me my whole life. And especially as I'm in this walk with Christ, it seems that people have even more to say and when I was in the world living full of sin, living for my sin, it seemed that I had everybody's approval back then. And now that I'm living for God and I'm bearing fruit and I'm attempting to lead souls to Him, nobody wants to even listen to me. Nobody wants to even take me serious. Mainly, I feel because they're too focused on the familiar me that they know. Scripture tells us to stay away from familiar spirits. Scripture tells us to be made new by the renewing of a mind and that he will give us a new heart. Scripture says to make our ways his, to live from him. Not to live out of our own desires, but to live from the things that he's called us to do, from the things that he wants of us, because we know that he needs us well. He wants us to prosper. We are children of the king, of all kings. And yet, religion will tell you you have to stay in poverty. Religion will tell you you have to stay below your means. Religion will tell you you cannot have a single item that is no brown. God doesn't want us to put our identity into those things, into those people. 
God wants to trust us. God wants to give us something that when he turns his back on and comes back, he had growth. He wants to trust us that if we do get those material things, we can lose them and be that same person, have that same heart or even a greater heart for God. God wants to trust us with the little so he can give us the abundance. But if he can't trust us with that little, why would he even bother with more? God knows us so well that he puts things in front of us, he redirects us, and he blocks things. And even though in that moment when we're facing them, when we're right in front of them, we don't understand. We think the thing he blocked us from is our very ticket, when in reality, it was the wrong ticket. It was a ticket to domination. It was a ticket into our old life. When we're about to enter into our spiritual promised land, the devil will come up with all these things trying to lead you back to where you came from, trying to lead you back to where God saved you from. Even in the wilderness, biblically speaking, all the Israelites wanted to go back because they were so used to it. Yes, they were being beaten, they were enslaved, but they had food. They had fish and all these fruits and vegetables. In the wilderness, they only had a day's worth of food. And it was the same food every single day. They saw God's miracles right in front of them. And yet it was so unfamiliar to them. The way of living, the way of acting out and thinking for themselves was so different that they'd rather be controlled. They'd rather be in bondage and slaves. And spiritually, we go through this process. Spiritually, we're in the world, we're in Egypt, we're in slavery, we're in bondage, and we're enslaved to our sin. So when God pulls us out of that, He has to put us in a place where it's just Him and us. And that is our spiritual wilderness. It'll more often be that place that hurt you, that place where you had departed from, that place where is familiar in a way for me it's a place filled with such weakness and no matter how hard i try to bring the light into their hearts that's a job only god can do my job is not to play god my job is to do the things that he's told me to yes we are to go god inside of us but only he knows the hearts and the thoughts of everybody around us and we try to control people and try to get them in this place where we know will do them just absolute wonders. If they don't want it, they don't want it. You cannot help somebody that doesn't want to be helped. The 7-Eleven dude, the guy that's always there. <laughs> um, My uncle, I live with my uncle. He's always sending me to get beer. I'm always going to get gas. What are they going to be? I'm basically a usual and I talk to one dude, right? And I had a conversation with him just the other night. I was there last night. And he was saying everything about this man is very negative. He was saying he was about to go on vacation to Las Vegas. And that everywhere is just filled with a bunch of bad people, basically. And that where we are is the best that anybody can do. I was like, wow, that's like very negative. He was like, well, you know, I, I moved a lot growing up, and I, I, that's what I've experienced. So 
I thought he was a military kid, but no, he was just somebody that probably grew up in a very broken home, um, probably has a lot of trauma. Trauma is actually very, very common. And so I feel like this is the type of person that took that trauma, took that pain, and still carries it on his back to this day. And he told me, he's like, what am I supposed to do with all these people that are considered toxic? If I let them fend for themselves, I might as well just put a bullet through their head. I said, no, <laughs> no, whoa, no, hold on, hold on. And I told him, I was like, you know what? To me, I'd rather help myself because I know that I can't help somebody else, especially when they don't want to be helped. I told him, I was like, I think our balances, our definition and our view of balance is different. So there are people that will accept the bare minimum in life and consider it the best thing that they have. And their trust is built up on that same level of their life. The bare minimum, which is great to them. For me, I know there's more for me. For me, I refuse to settle. For me, I refuse to stay in this circle, in this loop. And I wouldn't be here without God. I wouldn't be doing the things that I'm doing if it weren't for God. Even though it did not make sense at all at first. Even though I didn't even want to follow through with it. I'm at least a year in. And I have yet to see God fulfill the promises he gave me since the beginning. But am I going to give up? Or am I going to trust him even more? Because all the confirmation I'm getting from his people and from his spirit are the same. Every time, every Sunday, every weekend, I ask God for the weekly message. I do have a good relationship with him. Can it be stronger? Can it be better? Absolutely. Do I want to grow him in more ways than I see him in me myself? Absolutely. But the relationship I have with him right now is... A part of asking him every weekend, what is this week's message? I pray about it. I pray every time I come up and give the daily message. And he said, trust me. And he said, is that the message, Lord? Is that the message? And so, trust in God. There's confirmation that Sunday morning. And everything since then. I was just confirmed that my spiritual promised land is near. Before we get into our spiritual promised land, the devil knows. And he'll try to break us, he'll try to penetrate us, he'll try to destroy us, he'll try to mess us up. He'll try his words down, he'll try to distract us, he'll try to get her out, get us out of this Jesus-like character. And yet, this is a season where we should be going even harder for Christ. We should be even seeking God more than what we did before. Is it going to be harder? Yes. Is there a greater reason for it? Absolutely. The definition of trust is a firm belief in the reality, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. Confidence, belief, faith, safekeeping keeping, protection, charge, care, custody. An arrangement whereby a person 
whose property as is Norheno owner for the good of one or more beneficiaries. God has promised a lot of people a lot of things. Scripture says that it is, it is impossible for him to lie. So as long as we continue to trust him and do the things that he's told us to do, tend our garden, water our plants, plant more seeds, and remove the weeds, that is very near. That is extremely near. An arrangement whereby a person holds property and is nominal owner for the good of one or more beneficiaries. God has promised a lot of marriages, houses, promotions, overflow, businesses, cars, children. He's promised all these things and he tests us, even with Abraham and Isaac. Abraham loved Isaac so much, his firstborn son, and God had to test him to see if God was still the center of his world. Sure enough, he was. He was told to sacrifice Isaac, and he did not understand it. And when he had put up a knife to put into his only son, his first son, an angel of the Lord said, Wait, because you were obedient, because you were faithful, because you trusted me, I'm going to give you even more. I believe Abraham had seven children. He was in his early 80s when he had Isaac and lived to 174. He saw his firstborn son get married. He received much more than what he had asked in the first place, which was a son. He received many children. He received that joy watching his child get married. God has to work on our hearts. He has to work on our perception of things and our way of thinking and doing before he can bless us with such greatness. He has to test us with the little that we have, which may seem like nothing, and growing into something that he can use. We have to multiply the talents he's given us we can be given more. If we hide our talents, we will become wicked and have that talent taken away from us. This is a parable. Okay, let me get into my scripture. Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Scripture says that he wants to make rivers of water flowing through our hearts. We know that God is his living water. We know that his blood is the wine. We know that his flesh was the bread. We know that his words are as sweet as a honeycomb. We know that honey will never expire. We know that the more we feed ourselves spiritually, the fatter we'll get. We know the more we invest in our own spirits and our own souls, we will be able to be useful towards God by helping those around us. The more we expand and clean out our spiritual ears and eyes, we'll be able to 
we use lunar god can use us he has placed many gifts and talents into everybody at least one and yet many are using them for the wicked many are using them for the kingdom of darkness many people are just sitting on their own lives sitting on their own souls not looking to do anything for themselves there are people that would rather be dead but will not kill themselves because they're not happy with their lives and would rather drink whatever time they have to themselves away there are a lot of people that are hurting right now there are a lot of people that are in pain there are a lot of children that are being affected by everything going on in this world and it's up to you it's up to me it's up to those that are willing to stand up and say lord i am here use me and can he trust us are we going to stick through when it seems like nothing is changing when it seems like nothing is coming into light coming into the physical coming into our hands are we going to trust him are we going to continue to praise him are we going to continue to speak of his goodness or are we going to give up before the finish line where we have these things and we endure are we going to forget about god are we going to put our trust in the things he's given us instead of the one that gave are we going to continue to live for him and go even harder because we have more resources to use as tools god is good he can be trusted you can trust god more than you can yourself i cannot trust myself in the environment whether it's alcohol because i will be tempted so i stay away from that but i trust that no matter where i go even if i end up in a place like that involuntarily he will take me out i will leave and an angel of the lord will come and pick me up and bring me back home the scripture says to be careful and mindful of those you entertain for you may be entertaining an angel we have to look out for how we treat others how we talk to people how we look at them there are people that may be on their last straw and we give them an attitude they may end their life because there was nothing good in them there was nothing good for them when you could be that person that could smile life into their soul you could be that person that compliments somebody into their heart exodus 12:1 and 2 the lord said to moses and aaron in the land of egypt this month shall be for you the beginning of months shall be the first month of the year for you we know that god does not count time as we do he is infinite in all his ways His years, his seasons are not as we count them. His hours. And what God is saying, we're about to enter into a new beginning. We're about to enter into the newness and the fullness of who he is. All we have to do is press on a bit more. We have to press towards the mark of heaven and continue on when we receive these things. this world is getting but darker 
He is anointing, but brighter. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. If you have not been through your wilderness season yet, maybe you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior completely. Maybe you're a lukewarm that feels confused about everything going on. There are Christians that say you can do worldly, lustful things and go to church. There are Christians that say you can listen to worldly and watch worldly things and go to church. Scripture says, God will say, I do not know you. There are many that will say, I do this in your name, I do that, and I do this. He will still say, Depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I do not know you. We have to know God more than we know ourselves. That comes from trust, that comes from our faith. Building your trust in God will increase your faith. And the more you continue to listen to Him and search His faith, seek Him in prayer and scripture and all of His wonders. You will find him. Scripture says to seek him with your whole heart and you will find him. For me, it started off with going to the park and really admiring the things he's made. Feeling my feet in the ground and my hands in the grass. Listening to his creation, feeling his creation, smelling it. Getting into scripture and seeing who Jesus was. Seeing the things that did not make sense at first doing the things, I didn't even know it was him telling me to. But the more I continued on, the more I grew trust in God. The more I was able to discern those around me, the more he revealed the hearts around me, the more he revealed the talents in me, the more he revealed who I am in his eyes, the things he has for me. And even though I thought it was something totally different. He's worked in me and is still working in me to show what his plans are for my life. He does it in increments. He does it to where we can handle it. He does it to where we can learn and grow. He does it to mold us and to make sure that we are properly rooted. I have a vine in my bedroom. Scripture says Jesus is the great vine and we are his branches. If you've ever had a vine and if you ever watched it grow, one leaf will come out from the branch and it'll kind of open up on the bottom and let itself out and unroll. It comes just about rolled and it aparts from the branch of a leaf and becomes its own leaf. And it does this throughout the vine. If you've ever seen this and you try to help that vine that was trying to get out to unroll and you help it pull out, you will break the leaf. When we're in our wilderness season, 
when we're in any season really and we're growing a new leaf on a branch it has to grow out on its own we cannot have an outside force pull on it otherwise it will break when a butterfly is coming out of its cocoon an outside force cannot help it otherwise the wing will break they will not be able to fly this is a process they have to do on their own so they can grow into the creature that got intended for them to be in the first place did you know a caterpillar and a butterfly are two separate DNAs. Spiritually, our wilderness season is a cocoon. Spiritually, our Egypt, our Israelite phase in Egypt, is a caterpillar. We're meant to just eat and grow, eat and grow. Many people go to work, come home, go to work, come home. They go in a circle. And the butterfly is naturally attracted to flowers. They are great pollinators and they operate in the light. Are we not called to be the light of this world? Are we not called to be the salt of this world? To spread God's goodness and share his good news? Trusting in God may seem difficult at times, but it is as sweet as honey. For his words are but the truth. He wants what is good for us. He wants us to be what he intends us to be. But he wants our posture to be just as him as well. Trust in God. Continue on and press towards the mark. Your spiritual promised land is near. The overflows, the abundance, the joy. You're gonna cry at all the things he's done for you. Even that little bit of disbelief, rebuke it in Jesus' name. The enemy is a liar. He is a liar. He will try to pull you back towards the person you were, towards the things you once did. You notice this, rebuke it in Jesus' name. Rebuke monitoring spirits, rebuke the lives of the enemy, rebuke those that he may be using. Put on the full armor of God to fight this world of principalities. In Jesus' name, I love you beautiful people. Choose to be kind, choose to be well. I'll see you next time.